Divas fans, welcome to episode 22 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty, and with me is Casey with a brand new mic stand. Hi. So she sounds like she's in the room with me. I should sound a lot louder. <laughs> yeah, you'd like having done a test, you absolutely do. That's good. That's good. Also sounds, it's like, you, do you remember when, um, it wasn't like the demon hairdresser, that's fucking, that's, uh, what's his name? Sweeney Todd. Do you remember when it was that like thing that was like the the thing where you were getting your hair cut and it was like a kind of do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like the spatial audio thing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, at one yeah. point the guy would just like speak to you and everybody shit themselves. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like because I'm I'm not used to like your microphone being so close to your face. Sure. I I need to tell you something before we start. Go for it. Something that's happened to me and that's changed my life. Is it is it good? Yes. Genuinely, I feel like I feel like I've had the proper galaxy brain moment. Okay. So I went shopping online the other day, as you do. Uh huh. And I was like looking on various websites to see what they had in the way of like maternity clothes or whatever. So I went on boohoo.com, which is a site I've never used before. Mhm. And they had something called lounge dungarees. Okay. I don't know if this is a thing that that. If this is just like a maternity clothes thing, or if these are actual things that they sell on other places. Have you heard of lounge dungarees? I have never heard of lounge dungarees. So I bought these lounge dungarees because I was like, fuck it, anything with lounge in the name is probably... Sounds good. Probably right up my street. So I bought these lounge dungarees, among other things, and the parcel came today, and I was like, I've been out, I've like picked some stuff up, um, put some stored some stuff in my mother-in-law's house done everything that requires me to to not be in basically mm-hmm. i'm gonna put these lounge dungarees on and see how they go and oh my god i never want to wear anything else ever again <laughs> they're like they're kind of they're not like dungarees that, like they don't they don't have the sort of you don't have to they don't have the buckle bits that go over your shoulders like they do but they're not buckles that's just it's all kind of one thing sure and they're like made out of it's like the same materials leggings are made out of. Okay. But they're not tight like leggings are. They're much looser. Okay. So they're not quite as sort of skin tight. But are they like, the same... like t-shirt fabric? Kind of, but more kind of like stretchy feeling, I guess. Okay. Like nylon-y kind of. Not nylon, but you know what I mean? Like they're kind of... I guess they are kind of like t-shirt. They're more t-shirty feeling than leggings are, but they still feel like leggings, if okay. that makes sense. Because yeah. there's a bit of kind of stretch to them. But they're like super loose and like for some like using my, my bugbear about clothes that you can get, like women's jeans and things like that a lot of the time, right? Is that they've got that thing at the bottom where the, 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 the legs turn up mm-hmm. which is fine a lot of the time, but I sometimes I just want I want just like I want them to reach my ankles. Yeah. Like I just want to wear them at my ankles. So my, the dungarees that I've got have that. These ones go like right the way down basically. Okay. They're just, they're just so comfy. It's like all one thing. They sound magical. It feels like I've put a cuddle on. Oh. <laughs> they're so comfy. They're genuinely... I don't ever want to wear anything else ever again. And like, normally I'm just... I sit in the house in my pyjamas or whatever. Yeah. Because I can't be arsed like putting clothes on if I'm not doing anything. I'm in my pyjamas. Like, but, but being in your pyjamas is great. But do you ever get like sometimes when you're sitting in your pajamas where you just you constantly just feel like you're in like bedtime mode? Yeah. You don't you don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. Because you're like I'm in my pajamas. I'll just sit, and it's kind of I don't know if it's like a mental thing where you associate pajamas with just like bedtime. Yeah, basically. But I I find that quite often when I put my pajamas on, I, I just sit in my pajamas and vegetate. Mm-hmm. So like these are basically kind of like pajamas but they're also clothes okay i sound a bit like i'm high when i'm explaining them to you and i promise i'm not i believe you (laughs) they're just so cool they're so good i don't know if like i need to try and i don't know if they exist outside of i really hope they do it seems unfair that this is like a a maternity clothing only yeah experience i really hope they do exist but i would recommend if you if you uh, ever see lounge dungarees on sale anywhere because i swear to god i put them on and i felt like i had some sort of epiphany and I messaged everybody in my family and was like, I've just bought the most incredible thing. And I went downstairs and my husband was like in the living room and I was like, Sean, wait, wait till I tell you about how incredible these are. I'm googling lounge dungarees and it's automatically filling in maternity for me. So That's so sad. Hang on, I'm going to try and find some. Lounge dungarees. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. 
But mind you, I suppose a Jared's like a lounge jumpsuit would probably kind of do the same thing. Yeah. I've never worn a jumpsuit in my life. Maybe if I look for jersey dungaree. This is a like fashion with Scourge Divas, by the way. Yeah. This is this is our like fashion tips. Misguided has them, but they're cut off. There's some in um pink, a shop called Pink Boutique. Okay. That look kind of comfy, but that's an ad, so I don't know. I, I'm never quite sure how reliable um Google ads are, but they look kind of the same. Misguided only have them up to a size eight. I'm not a size eight. As in, that's the only size they have in stock, or that's the only size they do? That's the only size they have in stock. They right. have sixes and eights in stock. They, they do up to an 18. Right, I was going to say, like, that's a very, I was going to say it's a very small audience, and that kind of works on both levels. And that's a British 18 American listeners, so that's like an American 12 or something. I think a UK size 4 is an American size 0. Yeah. So they're like four sizes behind. So when we say like six to eight in stock, we're talking like two and four in American sizes. I think that's right. ASOS have some, but they're at stock. That's shoe size. Clothing size. The ASOS ones don't look as nice as mine, I have to say. No? They don't look as comfortable. Yeah, it's four sizes different. So a UK 10 is a US 6. Sure. So I, I, well, that's that's my that's my top tip. If you ever see like lounge dungarees or jersey dungarees or anything on sale, get them and just wear them all the fucking time. Because I I swear, there's a strong chance I'm never going to wear anything again. I hope I don't get invited to any formal events over the next I, like few. I weeks. hope I hope you mean you're never going to wear anything else again, rather than you're never going to wear anything again. Is that what I said? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. I'm never going to wear anything else again. It's too cold in Scotland to uh, to not wear anything. Talking of too cold, I've been playing this game called Frostpunk. Oh my god, it's grim. Board game or video game? Video game. It's like a it's like a city builder type thing. Uh huh. But it's it's set after some sort of apocalypse where everything's really cold and. Um, it sounds like very many Scottish towns. There's a lot of Scottish towns look like an apocalypse has just happened. That's true. So the whole town's built around this like massive central generator and you've got to like mine coal and wood to build buildings and stuff. But it's like the warmest I've seen it is twenty below zero in Celsius. Holy shit. And it's it's been fluctuating between that and forty below and like people keep dying and I sent scouts out to try and find like another settlement nearby. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't played Frostpunk, they're all dead from the cold. I'm going to just do a quick conversion because this is partly the episode of converting things into American measures. So at minus 20 Celsius is... Apparently minus 40 Celsius is minus 40 Fahrenheit. That's like the crossover point. Oh, really? That's what, that's what my flatmate told me. I think there's two crossover points and minus 40 is one of them. That's so weird because, yeah, you're right. But then like minus 20 is only minus 4 Fahrenheit. Yeah. How does that work? Um, A degree Fahrenheit and a degree Celsius are different sizes. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I was just genuinely sitting there, like, in my in my mid dungarees, I've already blown my mind, going like, how the fuck does that work? But yeah, that's fair. So yeah, like minus forty Fahrenheit or minus four Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. which is uh pretty cold. Yeah, pretty cold. That does that sounds like a good game though. What 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 platform? I'm playing it on Xbox One, but it's on PC. I think it's on PS4. Cool. Uh, but it's so grim. Like your your city has like a hope stat and a a desperation stat, and like um see when they found out that the people from this other settlement were all dead, my hope stat just plummeted, and people were like <laughs> we want to go back to London. <laughs> people just died of sadness. They, no one died of sadness, but like about a quarter of the population of my settlement now want to leave and try and go back to London. And they'll all die if they do that, because London's worse off than where we are. Yeah, that's that's uh, genuinely sounds like I can think of at least like four towns that I've been to in Scotland that actually sound like if you if you just lowered the temperature a bit. Yeah. Like that would be what it's like. Do you want me to tell you about the uh, standard tournament that I played in? Yes, I would love to hear about the standard tournament. Since we had talked about my, my goals and my competitive magic playing in the last episode, I did it, mm. I did it again. Nice. I fucking did it again. I took a gruel aggro to another Geeks and Gamers 1k. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like 16 players, so it wasn't huge. Uh, but I nearly made top 8. Nice. 
So I'm quite I'm quite chuffed. I went I went two two. I think there there was like who did I what did I play against? I beat I beat like a blue white control deck, mm-hmm. which is kind of fair enough because it's like really slow and mine's is really fast. And you kept playing the uh, archon that makes Pegasus's Pegasi Pegasuses. Okay. Horses. Horses, yeah. Flying horses. Flying winged horses. I just kept playing Dormy's Ambush and, and killing it and making things bigger. So I won that. Right. And I beat um I beat a, a, a very, very nice player that Casey and I, I think both know, who is the partner of the judge that was judging the event and also has a very small child. Mm-hmm. So I got to hang out with a very small child. She's so cute. She is adorable. I uh, I I won. This was in round one, and I won because she got really unlucky uh, with with Jeskai fires and like not drawing enough land, mm-hmm. and wasn't able to play Kenrith and the Cavaliers and stuff. And I got I got lucky and managed to do with everything else she played. But then she went on to McToppy, and it was her first competitive event that she's ever played in. Nice. So I was like so chuffed because she was really nervous at the start, like because I was I was I was her first opponent. Yeah. And she. She was like visibly nervous, and she kept saying that her only goal she'd only she kept saying she'd only played like five five or something games with the deck the night before because her partner had made it for her, and she said that her only goal for the day was not to get disqualified. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, oh! And and she was so like she was so nervous when she was playing me, but she made top eight. Nice. And I was so pleased. I was like, my husband was in top eight as well, and I was like, nah, screw you. I'm not. I'm not cheering for you. <laughs> I was like, you did this all the time, whatever. I was so pleased for her. But those were like that, those were the, t- the two games I won, and then I got beat by um something else that I can't remember. Some like it was like called, called Gary Agro. Okay. Uh because Rotting Regisaur is a card that you can play on turn three. Yes, and it it's is. a seven it's a seven six. And when all your creatures are like We two twos and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna die. Um and then I got beat by kind of like the mirror match. But it was a slightly different build of my deck. I got really unlucky and flooded and screwed and didn't win. But if I'd won one of those games, I would have been in top eight. So nice. I was quite chuffed myself. I think it was good and it was a fun deck. You should you should look up uh, not you specifically like our, our listeners should look up um, Grulagro. It plays just like Gallia. Um, I don't know if there's any like lists online, but mine's just got like Gallia and Anax because when Anax dies and makes satyrs, you can make them bigger with Gallia. And like Embercleave and Zurta Goblin, Gruul, Spellbreaker and um, Clothis and shit like that. Nice. It was just fun. It's just it's just fast. It doesn't do well at all against Jeskai Fires. It gets absolutely horsed by Jeskai Fires. But against most other things, I think it's probably reasonable. It sounds fun. Jeskai Fires, just the moment you play, the moment you come up against a Kenrith in, in Jeskai Fires. Sure. That's game over. But that is game over. You can't beat Kenrith. Right. It's very difficult to do unless you've got like a a, a spellbreaker with a counter and a Domus ambition hand, and you can kill Ken with like the turn after. But if it's a fire's deck, then they can probably just gain life and do stuff in response, and it just it makes them difficult to kill. Why does Ken Rith? Why does Ken Rith? Why yeah, does? Wh- why does Ken Rith? Oh, why Stop does Rithing Ken? Ken? <laughs> why does Ken Rith? Why Ken? So the uh latest banned and restricted update rather than being scheduled as they've been in the past normally for like the week is it the week after mythic championships or pro tours or yeah i mean they've changed the schedule a few times in the last couple of years but yeah the, the there was normally one shortly after a set came out and then one after the pro tour right so in in classic wizards of the coast form they have opted going forward to announce when the latest BNR updates are announced. Yeah. So they've announced that they're being announced on Monday. Which a lot of people are not not that they're not, not that they're being announced on Monday specifically, like I don't think anybody really cares about that, but like a lot of people aren't impressed about the fact that they're being announced that, that they're being announced that it's changing a week in a week's time rather than like being scheduled. Well, they did they did say that they were changing them from scheduled to to sort of as and when yeah, and... but people weren't pleased about that either when that was announced because it means that rather than being scheduled and potentially just saying there's no changes, like if they say here's a BNR update, it basically means we're banning something on Monday and we're telling you about it now, or unbanning something potentially, but yeah, probably banning. So a lot of people are kind of 
not hugely impressed that they get told in a week that what something might be banned and they don't know what and I think I think from a secondary market point of view it's worse. Yeah, definitely. Because like announcing that there's going to be a banned and restricted announcement next week is going to cause massive price spikes and falls and speculation. Yeah. Um if you don't care about the secondary market then I think this way's better. So been our update is coming. I think everybody's looking at Pioneer. Standard for the first time in a long time. I, I, I saw somebody saying um, ban like Anax or something. It's like people are just picking cards they don't like playing against. There's a couple of cards in Standard that I, I wouldn't be shocked to see banned. But Fires? Um, No, Teferi. Yeah, you're right, actually. That's true, Teferi. But I think if they were going to, like, if they were going to, banned Teferi if it was that bad you would think they would have done it by now yeah that's that's why I'm not convinced it's going to happen like when does it rotate because when that rotates pretty it's, it's in the next sort of set of rotations is it not yeah it rotates at the in sort of September October whenever whenever Zendikar's out sure because it's like War of the Spark yeah I've never really like I don't know if I just play the like the, the kind of decks that do really well against it but I've never really been upset by Teferi hmm. I don't know why like I I when somebody plays Teferi against me, I pretty much just like have ways of dealing with it. It's maybe just the decks I play. Maybe, yeah. I, I've never been upset by Teferi. A lot of people I've seen saying ban fires, but like that's more annoying to me than Teferi. But I still don't think that I don't know. It's another. It's another one that I think if they were gonna if, if they were gonna ban it, they would have done it by now. And I don't think it's that. It's not as meta heavy as it was. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. There's there's people are always going to want stuff banned. I think we talked about this not that long ago about people like now that they've banned stuff from standard before people are kind of immediately clamoring for it to happen again whenever there's a a, a strong card. I mean sometimes it's justified like Oko and Vale of Summer and stuff like that. Oh yeah, totally. But there's generally sort of a big immediate you need to ban this card whenever something gets spoiled or printed. So I'm seeing people talking about Ether Gust and I don't think Ether Gust's anywhere near as egregious as um, Veil of Summer was. What the fuck is Ether Gust? Is that the one that's like put it on top or bottom of your owner's library? Yeah, it hits uh, red and green spells or permanents. Ether Gust. But it's like a really good weapon against fires, so. And you can like I need to double check what Veil of Summer does because I've just completely put it in my brain. Veil of Summer draws you a card and gives you hexproof from black and. Blue. Blue and stops your stuff being countered and like Ether Gust isn't it it's maybe slows you down a turn if you're playing like a red or a green deck and it doesn't do as much as Bale of Summer does. Like I got Ether Gusted um when I was playing Standard last week and it's like it's it's annoying because your your questing beast suddenly has to go back on top of your library, but it slows you down. I think it's nah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a worse memory lapse. Yeah. Well, I guess it can hit permanence as well, but still, I don't think I don't think Ether Gust is a bad thing. It only hits red and green cards, and like like it's not even as good. I would say as like a counter spell, because they still get to draw it. Like it's it's counter spells. I would say are more annoying because that just goes away. Like it blanks their next draw effectively. But if it's something really good and you put it back on top of your library, you draw it again. It's like that's why I was like somebody did it on my questing beast, and I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd, if if it's if it's something like a question beast, I'd rather, I'd rather it went on top of my library than in my graveyard. And honestly, if you don't want to draw it again, you can put it on the bottom of your library. Yeah, exactly. And then it's strictly worse than a counter spell. It's just yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think so. I don't think there's anything really in in standard that's egregious. Yeah. Like I think most of the things that most of the things that people are kind of complaining about that I've seen are not things that are sort of format warping. This is something that I had to explain to a lot of people when um, things like Oko, something else as well, I think it was like pre-Oko, was, was in standard. It might have been Field of the Dead. I think it was like Field of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like explaining to people, because people were going, oh, but you can you know, you know, can beat Field of the Dead if you put this, 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 and this in your whatever deck it is you're wanting to play. And I was like having to explain to people that if you're building a deck specifically to beat another deck, and that's your entire strategy going into a tournament, that's an, like the, that's like the classic example of warping the format. If you're going into a tournament and your options are, I play like the field of it wasn't field of Dead, it was field of rune. You play is it field of rune? Is that the one that makes all the zombies? My head is. It's field uh, of the dead. Field of the dead makes all the zombies. Field field of runes the destroy um, a land one. The yeah destroy a land. So field of the dead is the one that's banned. My head is completely up my arsehole. Field of the dead is the one that's banned in standard and I think now pioneer. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I was explaining to people that if you're building a deck, for example, like when Field of the Dead was big in Pioneer, which it was for a while, if you're building a Pioneer deck that's either going to be a Field of the Dead deck or you're building a deck to beat the Field of the Dead deck, and that's your two options, that's the format warped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you can beat it. Like, if you're having to build specifically to beat it and nothing else, yeah. then that's the, that's the format's just completely unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the standard cards that are out just now that people are saying they want to get banned, it's not because they're powerful. Well, they are powerful cards, obviously, but it's not because they're, like, overwhelming everything. It's just that people get annoyed playing against them. Yeah, people just don't like playing against them, and that's different to being ban-worthy. Yeah, like Oko, Broko, yeah. broke everything. Like, things like that, uh, Field of the Dead, what else has been banned in Standard that was just people were having to build to beat it, rather than... Can't think of the top of my head. Red, mono red, maybe, but like um, mm-hmm. Ramanat Runes and the Ferocidon. Ramanat Runes and Ferocidon, yeah. So there's a difference between something being strong enough that it's warping the format and something just being strong against a particular deck that you're playing that you don't like. Which is almost why I think Teferi survived. Yeah. Because Teferi... Um, it's like, really fucking annoying, but it's not... I think, I think it's just the right side of the line. Yeah, it's annoying, but... Um, you can build a deck with other, with win cons other than I need to kill this Teferi and just kill the Teferi. Like yeah. it's, it's irritating and it can it can um, particularly if you're playing like a, a sort of a flash deck or a control deck, it can it can kind of ruin your day. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're playing something else, it's not necessarily a massive problem. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, totally. So it's it's that's that's the difference that I keep I keep explaining to people. So I don't think there's anything in standard right now that's that's doing that. So I think I think standards probably going to be safe. I would be very surprised and maybe a little bit upset if they decided to put another standard ban in. Pioneer, on the other hand. Yes, Pioneer, on the other hand. Pioneer is when uh, where the uh, where the issue is because there's two. I want like I think we said a couple of weeks ago there was two big decks in Pioneer, but I think I don't. I think one of them is is the biggie. Yeah. Which is Demir Inverter, which is the big the big very powerful very heavily played deck i don't know if it's like i've I've only played like little pioneer tournaments i don't know if it's if it's form for, i can't speak format warping to the extent that some other decks have been now see i wouldn't have said that demir inverter was the biggie oh really would you have said lotus breach i would have said lotus breach okay that's interesting is, is lotus breach um warm warping the format I, I I'm genuinely asking like I don't know if I don't know if um I don't watch or haven't watched a big pioneer tournament for a while so I don't know what the sort of overall meta is like. If if you look at how many of the top names now I know it didn't end up winning but if you look at how many of the top names were playing Lotus Breach in the American Players Tour um compared to the the European and Japanese ones where it was Inverter. Um, but breach just seems breach can go off so quickly, and it's so much harder to disrupt. That's another big thing as well is that a deck doesn't necessarily have to win a tournament. Like, I think there was people beating Oko decks and stuff in in GPs and top top. Eight. There was like X amount of in the top eight of Oko decks, but they wouldn't win. Yeah. And people were like, "Oh well, it hasn't won." And it's like, yeah, but if a deck, if you build a deck specifically to beat the, a deck, and then the deck that you've you've built to beat that deck wins. That doesn't mean that it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So it does like I I haven't looked at the, the top eight. So yeah, sure. Lotus Breach. Lotus Breach was the other one I was gonna, I was going to say as well, like the Inverter and, and Breach. I think it's as well because a lot of people are are talking about on social media about Inverter specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because it's a lot of the people that I follow play it. Could be. Could or be. are aware of it. Um, what colours is the Lotus Breach deck? Let me look up some Lotus Breach deck lists. Lotus Breach so, is red, green, blue. It's Teamer. So there's one obvious card that I'm thinking of that I don't know if it plays it, I'm going to say probably that that um, would hit both decks that people people thought it was going to get banned at the start, the very first set of Pioneer sort of weekly ban updates uh-huh. because it's been banned pretty much, or restricted like pretty much everywhere else Is this Dig Through Time? Dig Through Time, yeah Yeah, Breach doesn't play Dig Oh, okay, cool Then <laughs> then yeah, then everybody in my, t- my uh, social media is just specifically talking about Inverter yeah, because um, Dig I gather is a major. Let's well for for, for first things first. Let's talk about what the the inverter deck does. Yeah, we're gonna let you talk about what the 
the Veritech does because I've never played it or played against it, so I don't actually know that much about it. What what the Inverter Deck's trying to do is completely mill itself really quickly. So what it's doing is it's trying to play an Inverter of Truth as quickly as it can. Inverter of Truth is a 4-mana 6-6 flyer that says, exile your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library, as in enter the battlefield effect. Yeah. So it's it's, it's paradigm shift as an enter the battlefield ability. But it comes stapled to a 4-mana 6-6, which is 6-6 flying, it might even have trampled. So, I mean, that's decent. Once you get your most of your library exiled, you're then looking to play either Thassa's Oracle or Jace Wielder of Mysteries to uh, win the game by having no deck. And it's um, it's it's using Dig Through Time to find its pieces. Dig Through Time also helps the combo by reducing the number of cards in your graveyard so that when you shuffle your graveyard into your library, um, or rather when your graveyard becomes your library, it's much smaller, so you have less time to wait for your Thassa's, um, Thassa's Oracle or Jace Wielder of Mysteries win. Yeah, because the main thing about Dig Through Time and the main reason that it's so good and was so bannable in places is because it's it's it, does it cost like eight or seven i think it's, it's seven eight right? mana eight, eight mana. mana but you can delve cards out of your graveyard to pay for it so it's like if you've got enough cards in your graveyard it's like blue blue right yeah to draw seven cards this is really bad this is like one of the most one of the most talked about cards at the moment i can't even what it does look at the top seven pick two put them in your hand yeah but in a in a properly constructed deck where you're playing a combo deck and you're looking for two specific combo pieces or even just one specific combo piece it basically says blue blue instant demonic tutor twice yeah and in standard when it was in standard it was played in like zendikar standard with a fetch land so it was like super easy to cast because you just played all the fetches filled it with graveyard control decks loved it well in standard it was actually fine yeah Um, it didn't get banned but it was like it was super easy to it was super easy to cast when you had things like fetch lands and cards you know like instant speeds card drawing some counter spells and that for control decks it was like it was super easy to cast it for blue blue basically it's probably just easier in eternal formats where you've got ways of yeah so i mean like stuff modern legacy vintage it's banned or restricted in all of those and yeah. the the main reason for that is you've got i was going to say 10 fetches but you've got You've got 12 different fetches that you can play, counting Fabled Passage and um, the other one from Modern Horizons, whose name escapes me. Yeah, I couldn't know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you've, you've basically got 12 fetch lands. Yeah. And you can fill up your graveyard super easy, especially in uh, Legacy or Vintage with all the cantrips that are available. But even Modern with Serum Visions, you can reliably dig on... The first three turns. So I've never, I've never watched the D- D- Inverter deck play. Mm-hmm. I really must start watching more Magic coverage, but it's really hard to do. Like, apart from Star City Games, yeah, there's not an awful lot of other event coverage, especially not for things like Pioneer. Mm-hmm. So does does banning Dig shut the Demir deck down enough, or is it going to be like when they banned Bridge to get rid of Hogak? Like, does it still, is it still good without Dig, dig through time? I I don't think it's going to be like banning Bridge to get Hogak. Um, I think the deck will still be playable, but banning Dig is going to take a lot of its oomph away. Sure. I think it becomes fair. That's that's almost a certainty, I think, at this point. Like Enough people have kind of predicted it. Yeah. Based on the success of the Inverter deck, that I think I think it's reasonably safe to say that it's going to get banned. And they can they can replace Dig with Treasure Cruise in that deck, but Treasure Cruise is just not as good. No, it just sorcery. doesn't do what you want it to. It's sorcery speed. Uh, you can play it for a blue, and you can delve one more card away, but it's it's draw three rather than look at seven take two. Yeah, and that's just not as good. And the other ones, uh, what happens to the other ones that you don't take? They go back in the library. They go into your graveyard. With Dig, um, they go on the bottom of your library. You will, people will learn if they haven't already learned by now that I'm I'm horrible at remembering what cards do. Like I know roughly what they do, yeah. but I can't I can't remember unless I've played it like the day before. So the other one that people are kind of talking about getting banned is not 
maybe quite as set in stone. There's a lot of debate about it, and it's one. It's the first time in a long time that I've I, I've genuinely been sitting looking at being being R going. Please, please don't ban my my card that I want to play. Because <laughs> <laughs> because if if it gets banned, then that's that. It doesn't make the deck that I like playing unplayable. It just makes it kind of a bit eh. Because it's Thoughtseize, right? Okay. Thoughtseize. It's kind of it's one that people are kind of like ah oh, it's probably on the list but it's not it's not quite like top of the hit list like most wanted mm-hmm. but it's it's a one drop that you can play in pretty much any black deck it's hand disruption it's 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 a very good card played in Saltai Delirium played in Mono Black Devotion probably like played in Demir Inverter played in Demir Inverter as well yeah it's just it's a good card and it's strong and it's just I don't know it's a one drop so it's easy to play and I don't think they ban Thoughtseize I think I don't think they ban Thoughtseize I think Thoughtseize becomes like you know how there's format defining's the wrong word but like yeah like Lightning lightning Bolt and Modern Lightning Bolt and Modern yeah or Force of Will and Legacy Force of Will and Legacy yeah yeah I I think I think Thoughtseize is that card for Pioneer I don't like it's not a card that I would have thought would have been oppressively bad. No. It's it's never. People are kind of talking about it, but it's never really struck me as a a problem card. And I really I don't want it to get banned because it just it's I play like salt I want to play salt delirium. Yeah. And I've only got one copy of Thoughtseize because my husband and I had the amazing idea of selling. I think I've said this before as well. All all the spare copies. He used to have four of every single card from Return to Ravnica onward. Yeah. And we, we sold them all because we were like, well, there's no point in having all these. We don't need one of each. Then Pioneer was announced and boy, didn't we feel stupid. So I've only got one copy of Thoughtseize now, but it's kind of like if it's going to get banned and there's not really any point in buying another three. But now I've got to borrow like three copies of Thoughtseize and a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. if I want to play Solitide Delirium. Yeah. But those are the two that I've seen. Uh, I don't know if you've seen people like suggesting any more that might get banned. Breach. Underworld Breach. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you're like you're like the the, bre- the breach the breach correspondent. You yeah. think just a straight up underworld breach gets banned? I think straight up underworld breach. It's too it's too dirty. It's just like I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the only format breach survives in is standard. You know, I was saying that um a lot of people when they see a card immediately start calling for it to get banned when it gets printed yeah that was breach breach yeah but like normally that's it's in standard people are like oh ban this in standard like breach immediately people kind of picked up on it as being really good in particularly like legacy mm-hmm. vintage potentially modern yeah there's no there's no breach deck in modern at the moment um but i think that's just because there haven't been any massive modern events that required people to innovate on it yeah um like i say i wouldn't be surprised if the only format it survives in a standard. I would. I would be surprised if they did a preemptive ban in modern. Yeah. But it wouldn't floor me. But I think it definitely goes in pioneer. Legacy was the one that people called out on. But I mean, it might just be like it might end up being like Oko, where it kind of slowly just it took off in standard, and then it kind of started to take over in modern and legacy and pioneer and yeah. other stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. But do do you think that they just straight up take breach out and don't try and hit something else? Yeah, I think so. What what else do you ban? I mean, if you if you ban uh Lotus Lotus Field, is that what it's called? I keep wanting to say Lotus Veil, but that's the old one that it's riffing on. No, I think it's I think Lotus Field. If you ban Lotus Field, it's it's just gonna find some other way. It's gonna use fucking Nyx Lotus or Nykthos Shrine to Nyx or or something else to make lots of mana. If you ban Tome Scour, it's just going to find another way to mill itself. Um, I think the deck, like, if you ban something that's not Underworld Breach, Breach will find a new win condition. Breach is just inherently breakable. So your your predictions are Dig and Breach in Pioneer. Okay. Dig and Breach. Thoughtseize, please, please let Thoughtseize live to fit another day. So, notably, when people were talking, when when they say the B and R update, and everybody immediately starts looking for what's going to get banned, I take it there's nothing really in, in legacy and modern right now that's good. It's on the on the chopping block. Uh, legacy breach. Sure. Okay. Something. Anything that doesn't breach. Uh, no, I don't think so. Like 
Breach and Legacy, probably Breach Restricted and Vintage, because it's too good with Lion's Eye Diamond and Black Lotus. Yeah. It's just absolutely ludicrous with those cards. Imagine in the year of our Lord 2020 printing a card that's just obscene with Black Lotus. I know. It's like, um, it's kind of like they went, how can we make Yogmoth's Will but better? Yeah. And Yogmoth's Will's already banned in Legacy and restricted in Vintage. Uh-huh. And Yogmoth's Will doesn't let, only lets you play your Lion's Eye or Lotus out of the graveyard once. Because when you play Yogmoth's Will, anything that goes to the graveyard for the rest of the turn gets exiled instead. Yeah. Whereas with Underworld Breach, you can just keep casting it. You can play four copies of Underworld Breach. It's it's ludicrous. Breach has to go in those formats. It has to go. That was the big sort of revelation moment when I realised that, like, looking at Escape, I was like, holy shit, this doesn't exile once you've escaped it. Yeah. This just goes back. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. It's it's Retrace, it's not Flashback. Retrace as well. Oh god, I did Chaos Draft the other day, I did the same realisation with Retrace. It was absurd. Yeah. I think I was, like, casting, like, Una's something, like the blue... Forget what it's called. Una's Una's not Una's Grace. Maybe it's Una's Grace. Una's Grace is definitely a card, but I couldn't tell you what it does. I'm gonna I'm gonna Una's Grace. Yes, Una's Grace. Instant target player draws a card. It's got retrace. Sure. So yeah, when I realised that that didn't exile either, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, so people start looking for bans pretty much um, when a BNR is coming up, but there's also the option that they can unban stuff. Oh, I've I've not touched on modern yet. On getting banned in modern. Oh, what's getting banned in modern like? Um what I would like to see banned is Ar- Arkham's Astrolabe. Fair. Because it just means there's no reason to not play Snow Basics. And it's too good fixing. Like I'd like to see Astro I don't think Astrolabe's too powerful. Um and like basic land diversity isn't really a real thing but i just like to see it gone um i wouldn't be surprised to see once upon a time gone in modern fair it's now the most played card in modern it's edged out lightning bolt as of the last big modern events on magic online it's one of like the big sort of terrible trio of oko vale and once upon a time that kind of got the chop and standard it's like the only one that survived because the other two are in modern band aren't they uh yeah 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 like so... eldrazi tron is playing four copies of once upon a time Eldrazi Tron has one forest in the 75. Yeah, I was like thinking about that. I was like, Eldrazi Tron? Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's. I think modern kind of... I've, I've seen a lot of the, the conversations um, that I normally see about modern on social... Like, a lot of my sort of discourse on what's going to get banned and what's, what's too good and not is... It comes from Twitter. Yeah. Which is notoriously probably not a reliable source for anything. But you do get a sort of general vibe, particularly if you follow like grinders and pros and, and, and things like that. You get a kind of vibe of what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the modern discourse, I think, has been replaced by Pioneer. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I, I, I will, I'll, I'll kind of um, not divert. What's the word I'm looking for? Words are hard. Throw the gauntlet over to you to talk about things like modern, because I'm, I'm not sure. I don't play modern, so. But people. Like some of the, the the chat that I have seen about modern has revolved around whether wizards might unban something in the BNR update as opposed to just banning. I don't know what you would unban. Well, the, the big the I don't know if this is a joke or not, but a lot of people have suggested twin. No, you can't unban twin. Is it just too good? It's just too good. Okay, maybe that was just people being like wishful thinking, hoping for an unbanning. Twin and opal, the the, the two that uh, I saw, but I don't think they unban opal. They've only just banned it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think you unban Opal. I don't think you unban Twin. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the modern ban list. I bear in mind that last time they unbanned something in modern, and it was Jace the Mind Sculptor, and, and like didn't everybody was like, oh my god, Jace is back. What the fuck? And it didn't really do anything. Like Jace isn't really played in modern now. I think, I think you could maybe unban. Uh, bridge from below. That's fair, actually, because that died for a whole pack since. Yeah. Deathrite Shaman's another one that I've seen people suggest. Oh, no, you can't unban Deathrite Shaman. Why? It's too good in modern. The, the other suggest I've seen is just unban everything and see what happens, which I'm, all, oh, God. I'm always in favour of. I think that would be, like, chaos modern. 
No, please don't do that. Just unban like KCI for a laugh. <laughs> for oh, oh, please, please do that so I can play at Judge <laughs> Nationals again. Yeah, that's uh, modern's the kind of the one that I've seen people say let's unban stuff. But I don't know what about like. I guess anything that's banned in legacy and vintage is going to be like so powerful that unbanning it is just immediately like a a, a sort of a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like you, you can unban things in legacy. Like I could, I could see. If you ma- can unban one card. If you take one card out of the uh, legacy BNR, make it completely legal again in legacy. Um, Yogmoth's bargain. I also thought you were going to see Yogmoth's. <laughs> I was like, no, oh no, my no, no. God, no. what was in that tea you had? Yogmoth's bargain. Let me look at Yogmoth's Bargain. Yogmoth's Bargain isn't on the Legacy ban list. That's Vintage, never mind. I'm an idiot. Vintage for some reason comes above Legacy. Why? I don't fucking know. Skip your draw step, pay one life draw card. Sure. I guess, why is that banned in Legacy? Just because it's really easy to pay loads of life and draw loads of cards? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's banned for storm purposes, basically. Sure. That makes sense. But they, it, it was restricted in Vintage, and they unrestricted it, and it's not broken anything. I've got a great idea. You ready for this? Go for it. Unban Shadazad in Commander. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because I, don't I play... sold my Shadazad. I don't play Commander. Just fuck it. Let's just unban Shadazad. Imagine the Command Zone at uh, uh, Magic Fest if Shadazad was unbanned. Oh, God, You'd have no. to have like a table for Commander and then like a separate Shadazad table next to the other tables. That'd be funny. I, I just, I like, I'm, I'm like Rankle Master of Pranks. I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> unban everything. Let's play it. One band Black Lotus in Commander. Oh God, no! <laughs> so, um, the 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 Scourge Diva's B and R prediction is dig through time and breach. Yeah, dig through time and breach and pioneer. I'm kind of half afraid that they will ban Thoughtseize, but I'm not going to add it to the prediction list because I live in hope. Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Uh so that yeah, that's Pioneer standard, no bans. Modern is your is your astrolabe a prediction? Is it a prediction or is it just uh this is this would be nice? Astrolabe's a hope. Okay. Um once upon a time's a prediction. Sure. Uh legacy you think breach. And breach. Vintage you think breach. Yeah. Popper? Um did they ban Astrolabe and Popper yet? Um I dunno, let's go back to the V Alice now, look. Popper's like the one format that I know like literally next to nothing about. They did ban Astrolabe. Uh then honestly I don't know. Like I don't really keep up on Popper. There's our predictions anyway. We'll see how we'll see how right we are next week, um, and you'll know if they ban Thoughtseize if you haven't already seen it because the next episode will probably start with me crying. You'll you'll hear the scream from wherever you are. You will you will hear you will hear the scream and the weeping. And like the Sultai Delirium deck works. Like people keep telling me that you can play you can play Duress technically. It's it's the same mana cost. It's just not as good. You mm-hmm. can play, there's like a two-drop one that came out recently that I forget the name of that does the same thing. There's the one that was in, the one with Devoid that was in like Last Zendikar block. Yeah. That I can't remember the name of either, but it's a, a two-drop that, they're all kind of functionally very similar, but they're just not Thoughtseize. Yeah, they're, they're all two mana. They're um, all two, is Duress two mana? I thought well, Duress was one. No, Duress is one mana, but Duress, Duress isn't Thoughtseize. Duress, is, Duress one, is just shit, to be honest, in comparison. The ones the ones that are all functionally Thoughtseize are two mana. And they're all just not as good. Yeah. So yeah, please don't ban Thoughtseize wizards. Please. Casey has a, a rager this week. It's a, a rager as old as time. It is. People have been raging about this for years and decades and it, it comes up and rears its head occasionally and, and then kind of goes back to being a dormant rager but it's 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 constantly there it's the omni it's the omnipresent rager that everybody has well not everybody but many people many people have the people that don't have it i presume are the, the people that are invested enough in it that, that it would be sad for them if if anything happened to it, but yeah, okay, let's 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 go for the ancient rager, Pearl Lake ancient rager. This this week's rager is everyone's favorite, like Wizards of the Coast policy that doesn't need to be there. The reserve list. Ah, the reserve list. So, I've been I watch a lot of vintage on Magic Online, and I love playing vintage, and I love legacy, I love older formats, and the problem is that I'm really poor. Because those 
hundreds and thousands of Twitch dollars haven't started rolling in yet. So oh. un- until until I become a Twitch millionaire, I'm really poor. Subscribe to us at twitch.tv slash scourgedivas. And I love playing Legacy, but I can't play Legacy unless I borrow a deck. And I love playing Vintage, but I can't play Vintage unless I proxy a deck, because I don't even know yeah. anyone that I could borrow one from. <laughs> Maybe Gary Campbell if I asked him really nicely. And I'm sure everybody would love to play Old School. Yeah. But we won't go into that. We won't go into that. And there's this thing that keeps the prices up called the reserve list. So for those of you who don't know what the reserve list is, it's an agreement that Wizards made many, many years ago to not reprint certain cards ever. And the majority of cards on this list aren't playable, aren't worth all that much. But some of them are the most important cards for these formats. We're talking original dual lands, Moxon, uh, power cards, things like that. Black Lotus, Library of Alexandria. For some contrast, um, Sorrow's Path is also on the reserve list. And if you don't know what Sorrow's Path does, I'm not going to tell you. Go and look it up. Yeah, it might be one of the worst cards ever printed. I think it probably is one of the worst. In fact, I think it's probably the worst card ever printed. Uh, I don't know. Wood Elemental's probably worse. Uh, yeah, but it's, like it's Wood Elemental's bad, but Sorrow's Path is just so bad that it genuinely looks like it was it was made as a joke. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, so because of this agreement uh, not to to reprint these cards ever, they they don't reprint them. So the prices of dual lands and power, other power cards just keep going up and up and up and up and i remember when i was wee and an underground sea was like 20 quid and i thought oh man that's so expensive like 20 pounds for a land and all it does is produce two different colors of mana that's that's rubbish and you look at an underground sea now and this this was an unlimited underground sea i was talking about which is that cheaper than like an alpha or beta it's cheaper than an alpha or beta but it's uh it's more expensive than uh than a revised. Sure. An unlimited underground sea is now nine hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. It's... For, for our for our let's let's do it the other way for our for our UK listeners. Yeah. Who aren't able to do that sort of conversion in their head as I'm not. Um. Why am I looking in MTG Familiar to do currency conversions? I don't know. Dollars to pounds, and you said nine hundred and fifty, right? Yeah. Nine hundred and fifty dollars in in UK pounds sterling. It's about £735.32 for one card. For one card. So if you yeah. want a play set, you're looking at nearly £3,000. In fact, you're, you're, you are looking at £3,000. It's fucking ludicrous. And, like, these formats, they are popular formats. And, like, they are good. They are fun formats. Vintage is really fucking fun. People have this impression that it's all about turn one wins, and it's not... And Legacy's the same, it's not all about turn one wins. Like, all you have to do is look at the number of people that go to... There's very few Legacy GPs, and it's a big bugbear at the moment, I think, for people that want to play Legacy. But when you look at the number of people that go to these events... Like, when was was it Bologna that was the last one in Europe? Yeah. And the number of people that went to Magic Fest Bologna, can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a a lot of people. It was a big... It It was a lot of people, yeah. It's It's a popular format, and people can't get into it. Because the barrier to entry is so high. And for when you look at the barrier to entry for vintage, it's even higher. And there is there is no reason for the reserve list to continue to exist. There's there's just not. Um it's apparently about protecting prices in the secondary market. But here's the thing. Look at things like Modern Masters or any of the other reprint sets. Yes they affect the prices of the cards initially a bit. But I would make you this bet, and I would stake everything I own on this, that if you reprint power cards with new art in the new border, so you don't you don't reprint Black Lotus with the original art, you don't reprint it with the, the original border, you have the new border with new art, old art lotuses would not mo- lose more than 10% of their value. I would bet everything I own on that. I know nothing about economics and stuff and MTG finance, but if if you reprint things like power and 
duels and whatever, and more people start playing formats that you know require them, like Legacy and Vintage or whatever. People like old cards anyway, right? Like people like pimping their deck out. Yeah, exactly. Like the more people that you get sort of playing it, then the cards lose a bit of their value. But you've you've then potentially got a new audience that's going to come in and, and want to start picking up older cards anyway. Maybe that's just total nonsense. Because I'm not I'm not a finance expert, but no, I I I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. I really do. And it's. It's like you only have to look at Magic Online because when they released Vintage Masters and Magic Online, all the power cards had new art. And then a couple of years later, they re-released it with a new special rarity of the Power 9 cards with their original art and their original border. And the number of people who went out and repl- like sought out these cards, which were more expensive than the cards they already had in their virtual decks, because they preferred that original art and wanted to pimp the, the deck out. Like, lots of people went and sought those out. It's, it's not going to affect values significantly. It really won't. And especially with the, the really super high-end cards, like the, the slabbed pristine or um, gem mint black lotuses and duels and stuff that have been graded it's not going to affect them at all it's just not no and it like I, I love playing things like cube but every time someone builds a cube a vintage cube and puts power cards in their vintage cube that's a set of power taken out of circulation that people could have and prices go up even more. And you don't need the fucking original art versions for a cube. Most people would be happy with new art versions in their vintage cube, their paper vintage cube. It just, it pisses me off. It pisses me off because the, the formats are so expensive and there's no need for them to be. And if you want, if you want to keep your elitist old school tournament structures where you're only allowed to play the original versions of the cards and like revised duels aren't allowed then fine like that's fine you you can you can keep that but let me play legacy with new bordered new art duels let me play vintage with a new art mock sapphire sell me these cards wizards of the coast because they will sell they, they will absolutely sell. Like, Legacy in particular is a, a format that I've I've seen on more than one occasion, several times people saying that they would they would be interested in playing or, or, or sort of learning the, the basics of, yeah. but they don't have the cards. I would play, like, my Legacy deck that I want to build doesn't even play power or jewels or anything in it, and it's still, like, horrendously expensive to build. Yeah. I can't imagine what, it's, what it must be like to play something that requires like a play set of dual lands yeah i mean just... look, look at look at storm decks and vintage or um magic players are not typically like it's not like poker players where they come in and they've got like 12 businesses yeah and a, a wallet that's like the width of a game of thrones book like it's not it's not typically a market that is like players come in dripping with cash and stuff mm-hmm. the cards are a lot of the time, even if they've got really expensive decks, they're not they're not like legacy deck expensive. Yeah. Or if they are legacy decks, then it's like they've had to save up a lot for a long time to get them. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just that's the thing as well. Like, if you want to play legacy, it kind of you, you have to. It kind of ties you to only. It's not like like modern or standard where you could theoretically maybe build or have a couple of decks. Yeah. And options if you fancy playing something, you kind of tie yourself to playing a deck. Yeah. You pick a deck that you want to play and you play it to death. Yeah. If the format shifts for whatever reason and your deck suddenly becomes horrible, like unfun horrible to play, then you're kind of fucked because you don't. It's not just like going out and picking up like maybe like you know fifty or eighty pounds worth of cards to to build another one or to amend it slightly so it's better. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking thousands of pounds. Honestly, a ban or a restriction probably affects prices in legacy and vintage more than getting rid of the reserve list would like if you restrict something like mishra's workshop that's going to fuck over so many prices if you if you ban like not that they would but if you ban underground sea in legacy 
Can you imagine if they banned underground scene legacy? Yeah. Can you imagine? Holy shit. But yeah, that's that would that would not be good. Like, if you want to create a draftable set around it and and make me open boosters, fine. If you want to sell me a legacy masters box that has a playset of dual lands in it. Yeah. Please, I will buy that. Like, like a secret, a secret layer. Yeah. Legacy secret layer. Se- secret layer original duels. New art, new border, not foil. Fucking sell me this shit right now. I'd be all over it. As well as being good for like players, imagine the money they'd rake in. I know. Imagine the money they'd make. Is it true that the reserve list is a legal thing, by the way? Because I, me- I meant to ask that. It's like I, I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere that they're not legally allowed. It's like a legal, binding legal... So, it's there, there's no there's no written contract. It's just a, a, a verbal promise that they made. But um, they could, in theory, be sued if they went back on the reserve list. Now, how that court case would go, I don't know. Um, it's obviously we're at the we're on the side of the line at the moment where Hasbro's lawyers think that the amount of money they would make from abolishing it does not counteract the the costs of whatever court cases they might um, have to have to put up with. I fully believe there will be a point where Hasbro go, we want this money and we care about the money more than we care about the court case, get rid of this thing. Like, the secret layers are presumably popular enough with people that they keep doing it. Like, people keep, keep buying them, and people complain about them all the time, and people keep but people keep buying them anyway, and it's it's kind of like the this-isn't-for-you argument that we had a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but that would be such a, an ideal place to put things like that. Like, do you think people would, would be more likely to play or buy products like if it was in boosters, for example, like you said, draftable boosters. Do you think people would be more likely to buy boxes of that or draft that, or do you think people would be more likely to just straight up buy a secret layer product that had like a bunch of legacy reserved list reprints in it? I think they'd buy the secret layer product. Yeah. I think they'd be way more likely to do that. But it's just it would be it would it would be so like even people that didn't play legacy would probably buy it. Yeah. I don't like my husband and I do not play legacy, and I'm pretty sure we'd buy like one each. Yeah, just to have the the option of doing that. Totally. Like, like I I feel bad about having original duels in a commander deck because that's keeping them out of the hands that people that want to play Legacy and Vintage. Yeah, I feel really bad because I realised I've got some in mind. I'm like, oh, what shit? But like, I think yeah, like, even. For but at commander, the same time, I want them for Commander. Yeah, the number of people that want those lands for Commander. Time Twister's legal in Commander. I would play a Time Twister if I could afford to get one. Like, even if it... Not even, like, competitive EDH. Like, my deck's not a really competitive EDH. It's just... It's just it, it plays so much big stuff that having having immediate dual mana available is of benefit to me not having a horrible time. Yeah, my, my Christmas-themed Commander deck is five-colour. If I could play one of each duel in that, I absolutely would. Yeah, that's what I do. A lot of mine are just, like, proxied, though, because I... I don't have enough money to buy an underground sea yeah. or a volcanic island. Exactly. That was the, that was the, <laughs> the saddest thing. like when you realise that you, you can't, you just can't. Is underground sea the most Christy. expensive? What? You could sell your baby. I could sell my baby. And get, and get a volcanic island. I wonder if I sell my baby, I could get <laughs> all of the ones that I'm missing. Maybe. How much do babies go for? I need to talk to my husband. Disclaimer, I'm not going to sell my baby <laughs> before, like, social services turn up at my door. So, yeah, that's so basically a note to note to Wizards and Hasbro. We found a way that keeps play- well, keeps a lot of the players happy and makes you so much fucking money. I know. Think of how much money you'd make. Think of the money. Like, you're a corporation. You love making money. Yeah. Like, this is a capitalist society. I know we say eat the rich... But I'm pretty sure people would make a small exception, at least briefly, if um, if people made a lot of money off selling reprinted legacy staples. Yeah, absolutely. You'd get maybe like a maybe like six month reprieve. And and here's the thing, right? See, if you're going to do it as a secret layer, I would rather you did it as something that I could buy through a store. But see, if you're going to do it as a secret layer, give us like a month's notice. 
Yeah, and don't make it only available for like 24 hours next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, make it... Give us notice. Make it reasonably accessible. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, just, just that's a great business idea. We should just be hired. We should hire us Wizards of the Coast. Call co- us, co- Hasbro. Yeah, you've got our number. Yeah, you've got. Well, you can get in touch with us on our Twitch account. <laughs> Has Hasbro have my number? I applied for a job with them, and my mobile and phone number's not changed since. So you've got my CV on file, Hasbro. Actually, either phone Casey or just whisper during one of our streams. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll pick it up. Casey, I have a particularly good shite or delight list for you this week. Oh, good. I'm actually quite proud of it. I think it's got the right balance of shite and delight. That's what we'd like to hear. So I'm going to read out this list to Casey, and Casey is going to rate everything on it as shite or a delight. It's my favourite way of gauging your opinions on on many many varied topics. Yeah. In a very short space of time. Are, Are you ready? I am ready, yes. Okay. Unscheduled... B&R updates with a week's notice. Delight. Emma Handy's Magic Jackbox stream. Absolute delight. So good. The sun finally coming out. Delight. Ribena. Delight. Because I was drinking some while we were recording this. Underworld Breach. Shite. WPNQs in the UK next season not requiring qualifying events. Complete delight. I'm so happy about it. So good. How, How good is that, though? Seriously. Like, it was... It was just bad, and now they've... I don't know if it's going to be like an ongoing thing, or if they've only done it for a season, but even so. We like it, Wizards. Take them away. Uh, Scotland only having one WPNQ next season. Shite. Sad face. It's better than none, but it's still shite. Yeah. We normally have two. All of our Twitch subscribers. Delight. They're all delights. I love them all, each and every one of them. Disco Elysium. (laughs) So much of a delight. (laughs) Volumetric shipped compressor. (laughs) What was the one about the feminist agenda that we loved? Oh, inexplicable feminist agenda. Yeah. Uh, please watch us play Disco Elysium. I promise um, not to pass out and disappear like I did last time that we played, where Casey thought I died. I, I did. Uh, coronavirus. Shite. Washing your fucking hands. Delight. Wash your hands for the length of Happy Birthday Twice. Sing Happy Birthday Twice. Oh, Okay. Didn't know that. Or alternatively, sing Ironic from... Uh, I sent you this, Kirsty, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Sing Ironic from An Old Man Turned 98. To death... I think it's like to death row pardon. To... Yeah, to a death row pardon two, two minutes. minutes too late. I've um I've seen like a bunch of memes about it where people are saying like, wash it to the amount... Wash your hands to the amount of times it takes you to do the like out damned spot speech from Macbeth. Yeah. That Lady Macbeth does. If you have any Magic the Gathering related hand washing length determinators, please feel free to send us them us on send them us send us them on Twitter. Yeah. Um, panic buying toilet roll. Shite. Panic buying hand sanitizer. Shite. My flatmate is away to Magic Fest Leon as of this afternoon, and we spent all afternoon one day this week going around seven different shops trying to buy hand sanitizer. Nowhere had any. Like, here's the thing. Like, some alcohols do sort of break down the virus casing, I guess. But, like, hand sanitizer mostly is, a, like, anti-back, right? Yeah. It's a fucking virus. Yeah. It's going to do nothing, especially if it's not alcoholic. You're, you're just buying hand sanitizer and it's doing nothing for you. Just wash your fucking hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. That's the message from, from this. Wash your hands and fuck the reserved list. Yes. Uh, Niv Mizzet, the smuggest brawl general. Oh, such a delight. I love his smug face. He's so cute. He looks like a smug cat. He does. That's my list. I liked it. It was good. It was a delight. Casey, if people want to find you on social media and tell you all about the cool legacy and vintage decks they would play if they had uh, access to the required cards where can they do such a thing you can find me on twitter at purple snap or on the scourge divas twitter at scourge divas uh, you can find me on instagram at purple snap you can email me at scourge.divas at gmail.com if you particularly want to send us a deck list for example of a deck that you might want to play in legacy had you access to the required cards you can email it to us exactly um, and you'll also find me on Twitch playing Magic Arena and various other games at twitch.tv slash 
Scourge Divas. Because we finally got the name changed. We got the name changed and shed our underscore. <laughs> Yay! I'm not going to fuck it up every week now. Um, if people want to find me on social media, I'm at Artist on twi- Twitter and Instagram. I've started using Instagram, which is quite good fun. Yeah. Um, I also pick up the Scourge Divas Twitter and email, and I'm usually around when Casey's streaming. If I'm not dialing in, I'm hanging out in chat, usually. So you can uh, you can catch us there. It's fun. You should catch us there. You should absolutely should catch us there. It is great fun. Um, I can't promise that I'm helping Casey, but sometimes I am. Yeah. Occasionally I, I disappear and we have to play, is she dead or not? I'm probably not dead. Probably not, yeah. Probably not, but it's always worth checking. It is. Uh, We will see you next week for more magic-related bants. But if you join us on Twitch, you'll see us before that. You will. Just, Just saying. Just saying. Bye. Bye.